0: Hey everyone. So welcome to this week's episode of the PowerCast. Uh, Today I have Jackie Habib with me uh, from New Lens Travel and she's a freelance journalist and social entrepreneur. So I've only just met her recently actually, but what she does really caught my eye and I'm really, really excited for myself to get to know uh, more through this interview and really excited for all of you to get to know more about what she does with, uh, with her travels and amazing things that she's doing all around the world. So thanks so much for coming on today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Ellie. That's all right. So can you tell a little bit about what exactly it is that you do?
1: Sure. So I am a journalist and a social entrepreneur. I'm a freelance journalist, so I've worked in a range of media from TV to newspapers. And also on the entrepreneurial side of things, I started a social enterprise called Newlands Travel, and that was actually based off of my experiences. Volunteering in various countries and also working as a journalist abroad. Um, And so I wanted to flip the way that people typically approach volunteering abroad. And there's so many negative things which I can get into. Um, But basically, what we do is instead of sending people to um, help or save people in developing countries and the poor Africans, that sort of thing, what we do is uh, um, I actually send them to learn from locals. Awesome. And how did you get into that? So in 2013, I was working as a media trainer in Ghana, in West Africa. And I was thinking a lot about what I was doing and why I was doing it. Like, why did I, a Western journalist from Canada, get sent to Africa um, to train journalists, right? So my role was I was working in a radio newsroom and I was training local reporters and there were a lot of things that I critiqued um, about my being there and generally people tend to have these types of thoughts when they're overseas like why you know what do I bring that's a little bit different and should I be here should I be doing this and so I was thinking a lot about um, me coming in from the west with um, all my privilege that I have and being in a position of power right and so there I am A young journalist training journalists who have been working in Ghana and understand the context so much better than I do, right? Mm -hmm. And so I really started thinking critically, not just about what I was doing, but in general um, about why people go overseas and how it's often shaped, and thinking about it coming, how sometimes it can be almost um, patronizing. And so wanting to flip that around and think, you know what, I had such an amazing experience where, and a lot of people say it's almost cliche to say, you know, I learned from them so much more mm-hmm. um, than, than I could have taught them. Um, and that really is so much true, like so true, I found in my experience. Mm-hmm. And it was really tangible things that I learned as well. Um, sometimes when, I, you know, I've spoken to so many people who have volunteered and lived overseas and Sometimes I hear them say things when I ask them, so what did you learn from the locals? They tell me things like, oh, I learned that you can be happy even if you're in poverty or mm. something like that, that um, I felt was like uh, the way that we um, measure success and learning and our values like coming from the West. Um, yeah. It was just like the learning experience that you can get out of that yeah. can be, so different than just learning that poor people can be happy of course they can be happy but there's so much else that you can learn from people and so I was there I was working as a journalist in Accra the capital city of Ghana and I was meeting such fascinating people all the time and learning from them and I had all these experiences that constantly challenged me and challenged my perspectives, Mm. especially as someone who, like, I consider myself very much into social justice and activism and development. And so I didn't think that I held these biases. Mm. And by having so many conversations and meeting people, it really proved to me biases that I had. And so I really wanted to be able to challenge that. And I think the reason why we have so many negative perceptions about developing countries and Africa in particular, which is where I run my programs for New Lens Travel, a lot of that is shaped by the media. Um, We grow up and on a very regular basis, we're constantly hearing Fairly negative messages mm-hmm. um, about these countries and people in these developing countries, and so when you have an experience that really contradicts that, mm-hmm. um, it it really challenges your perceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because the media, I think you can say, is to blame for the reason why we hold these thoughts to begin with. What I wanted to do was use the media to um, to almost prove people wrong,
0: yeah, or challenge
1: the of that perspective, yeah. Exactly. And so, and so what I do through New Lens Travel is um, I take travelers to Ghana and I pair them up with the top media professionals and storytellers in the country. So I'm talking about like incredible investigative journalists who have broken phenomenal stories. I'm talking about documentary filmmakers, people who make music videos, gossip bloggers and And so they spend time with these people hearing other people's stories and finding out like what really happens behind the scenes and learning from local media rather than only relying on sort of the news and pop culture references about Africa that get filtered to our Western media.
0: Yeah. And so do you take entrepreneurs over there or do you take anyone over? What's the kind of group? What's, Yeah, what kind of people um, want this kind of experience do you find or that do you work with?
1: Mm -hmm. Typically, I find that the average individual who's interested in something like this is either um, a student or a young grad or professional Mm. um, who is really interested in going abroad and is typically um, very much into uh, social justice and is socially aware. Mm. And so they're aware of some of the problems Um, with volunteerism and Westerners going abroad Mm. um, to these countries and they're looking for a more ethical alternative. Um, Mm. Having said that, the program is obviously open to everyone um, and the great thing about it is it's a custom program and so it's really tailored to what the participants are looking for. So every participant has their own placement where they're paired with a storyteller who tells stories along a topic that they're interested in. Mm. So if someone was super interested in entrepreneurship, I would partner them up with a business reporter and they would spend their entire time on the ground speaking to entrepreneurs, learning about the startup scene there, visiting different co-working spaces and hubs and that sort of thing. That's and great. if someone was interested in health, I would pair them up with um one of the phenomenal storytellers I have on board who is both a health professional. He's a nurse and he's also very outspoken about um, health issues in the media. He's a public health nurse and so he has his own blog and he's always in media sharing stories about health and so that's a way that people can use media to engage with whatever topic it is that they're interested in.
0: That's awesome because I, I really think that entrepreneurs change the world, you know? So like if you connect them with, that's obviously my background and I help entrepreneurs and, and small business owners. Um, but yeah, I think we can make a massive difference from a, you know, a giving back perspective, but also in uh, connecting. And I think a lot of people that I know would be really interested in uh, being connected with those amazing people who are doing amazing things as well. Um, like recently I got the amazing opportunity to go and spend time on Richard Branson's Island and uh, we actually uh, donated $100,000 to his charity to Virgin Unite and we wow. one, one of the coolest things that I did there was meeting people from small business owners from the British Virgin Islands and we were given the opportunity to mentor them and so wow. I, I had that bias I didn't realize till I was there as well that oh these people in the British Virgin Islands or the Caribbean or whatever you know it's total different culture their businesses are totally different to anything I know and I realized from talking to them no they're just the same as as you and me you know so Mm -hmm. i think it's really cool to even though there's different people
1: around the world with different cultures we have so many similarities as well absolutely absolutely and something i find um is Sometimes when people go overseas, their experience is so defined by the people they meet and the interactions they have, right? And so that will greatly differ whether you're going um, to an urban or rural area, for example. Mm. And typically when people volunteer abroad, they actually get sent to rural areas because there's more need there. Mm. Um, It's also a lot cheaper to run a program or to host a volunteer um, in a smaller like village type setting. And so the experience is completely different from being in a city where I run my programs, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember when I was living in Ghana, I had traveled um, to – the Volta region of the country and I was just taking a trip by myself. I knew that there was a very small village that had a monkey sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So I spent the night there and I was eating at the only restaurant um, in the entire village and um, I met this young woman there who was an American and she was there um, sort of volunteering abroad trying to get some experience before going to college And she had spent a few months there and she was just sharing with me how difficult it was for her because she was, um, sorry, (laughs) I got got thrown off there uh, (laughs) by my phone. I should have put it on silent. That's Um, all right. I'll
0: I'll edit that bit out.
1: Sure. Okay. So, um, where do I start from? I'll just say the volunteer, the, she was doing volunteer program. Yep. Sure. Um, So when I was traveling in this area, I met a young woman um, at the only restaurant that this village had, and she had been volunteering abroad um, for several months there in that village. And she was talking to me about her experience and some of the challenges she had. So she was there for several months by herself. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the issues, for example, was communication. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a huge communication barrier because um, she could not speak the local language, which most people spoke, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of many issues that she was facing with there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she was there teaching. Um, and I just thought like that's so interesting. So many people go overseas to teach and train and mentor. And honestly, a lot of them um, don't are not trained in these particular areas, right? And so, yeah. like someone like her was just seventeen years old at a high school. Wow. You know, taking on a role, teaching in another country.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And so I thought about the experience that she had. She told me about having to travel three hours to get a strong Wi-Fi connection, and wow. stories like that. And I just thought, wow, that is so drastically different from my experience, where I was right. living in the capital city of Accra, and I would go to co-working spaces, and I would hang out with my friends at these nice cafes, and um, there were. Like, my experience was just so different because of where I was located. Mm. And I remember one time in particular, I went, um, there was a work function where I had to attend a fashion show. And I thought to myself, this is so strange. This is the first and only (laughs) fashion show I'll likely be attending in (laughs) my life. And it's here in Africa. How unexpected, right? Yeah, Yeah. And when I was there, I met someone who was sort of an entertainment reporter and celebrity gossip blogger um, who's very well known in West Africa. And that's how he makes his living, is he reports celebrity gossip. And I thought like, oh, that's so interesting. I'm in media and I still didn't realize that that's something you know, like an occupation that someone like that would have. Right. And so that was another experience that just challenged my mindset because a lot of people will end up going overseas to these, you know, tiny villages and they're expecting to meet farmers. They're expecting to meet um, women who are tailors. And like that certainly exists. Absolutely. Mm. Um, But what ends up happening is these volunteers only get one view and one perspective, and then they go back home. and Everyone asks them, not only was how was Ghana or Kenya or whatever country they were in, they ask them how was Africa, right? And so their their learnings and their experience, you know, in this in this one village then represents Africa. And so that's some of the things that we sort of try to challenge um, with the work that we do at New Lens Travel. That's cool. And why Ghana?
0: Why did you just start with um, going to Ghana?
1: That's a great question. So very naturally, um, it sort of this, ex- this came out of my experience when I was living and working in Ghana, mm. um, observing volunteerism all around and really learning about um, some of the difficulties and negative things that are associated with Voluntourism, right? Mm -hmm. And so that includes, for example, like continuing to perpetuate this imbalance that Westerners always know better and can help, right? Um, With just Westerners like parachuting in. Um, Sometimes it means a loss of jobs for locals. If um if volunteers are constantly willing to go to developing countries mm-hmm. and teach kids and build schools and work in hospitals and do all of that for free, well what happens to the locals mm-hmm. who are educated um in those fields and need jobs, right? So there's so many issues that come as a result of volunteerism. So um I really started to even though I had thought about it before because i volunteered in numerous countries, Egypt and Bolivia um so I, I had thought about it, but that's when I really thought to myself, okay, you know what, I'm gonna start learning about this, and I'm gonna start talking to people about why they come here. And Ghana is one of those countries that's very easily accessible to individuals, so a lot of people go there to volunteer. Mm. Um, it's interestingly enough, it's the first country in Africa to receive independence, um, and also English is the national language. So although the rest of West Africa speaks French, um, almost everyone in Ghana speaks English. Um, and, and it's also a very safe, and stable country and it's democratic. And so all of those reasons sort of made it an obvious choice for me to launch Newlands travel there and run programs in the country.
0: Yeah. Cool. And so what would you say, I guess, are your th- top few tips on for someone who is looking to start doing this in traveling abroad and, uh, like what would be the top things that they need to start to either think about or put in place in choosing where to go or, you know, sometimes people don't think about things like visas or getting vaccinations or uh, what country is going to be best for them or how they want to um, travel or anything like that. So what would be,
1: I guess, your top few tips for someone who's never done this before? Okay. So I have a few suggestions. Um my first tip is to think about what sort of opportunity um would be a best fit for you and then look for an organization um that's local that you know needs someone to fulfill that and where you can complement the work that they're already doing. Yeah. So I would highly advise Um, people to do volunteer work in an area that they're highly specialized in or an expert in. So for example, um, if you work, if you're um, a nutritionist um, in America or in Australia, then it would naturally be a good fit for you to do something along the lines of nutrition in another country. Um, And I would really caution people away from doing um, general type work or labor type work. Mm -hmm. Um, that can take jobs away from other people right and so often like building schools digging wells that sort of thing Mm -hmm. um, that's typically not the best way to volunteer abroad so really think about the skills you have and how you can apply them Mm -hmm. um another Really important note is do your research on the organization that you're going with and if it's an international one Do your research on the partners that they have on the ground? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's a tricky thing to do But this is so super important because one thing that people don't realize is because there is such a demand internationally um, for volunteer positions sometimes volunteer positions that are not needed are created just to bring volunteers and also because typically along with volunteers comes money. And so who can say no to money, right? Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is sometimes really disastrous things. And so there's orphanage volunteerism that exists Mm -hmm. and there's been studies done that say in some areas in um, Asia, as well as Africa, um, 30 to even as high as 50% of orphanages are not, actually real orphanages. And so what happens, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, really, like when I started learning about this, what happens is, um, children are taken away from their parents, sometimes they're even bought. And so it's a human trafficking issue. Yeah. And they're kept in these orphanages. And in certain cases, the people who work at the orphanage don't even want to really like physically improve the orphanage because mm. they want to put on this image that, you know, they're doing a lot worse than they are. Yes. And so these are not obviously genuine people who are trying to support children or their communities. And there are absolutely mm. a number of genuine organizations, these are scam artists. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately, it's a lot more common than people think because there's yeah. such a demand for volunteering overseas. And so, so it's really important research, to research sure. the biggest thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, doing research is absolutely crucial. Yeah. Um, and then, my last tip that I would give is um, really trying to learn, make an effort to learn about the place you're going to. So, a lot yeah. of people will show up in a country. And not know anything. Um, Is there a president in this country? How does it really work? Um, And so it's so much fun and it's great to learn on the ground, right? Um, But it's also really important to do your work ahead of time and learn as much as you can. Like there is a wealth of resources on the internet. There are Mm -hmm. fantastic organizations like Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch that publish reports every year. And so there's really no excuse to show up in a country and figure it out as you go along, because it will enrich your experience so much more to know some things before you go. And on that note, like engage in different ways. Learning doesn't have to be super boring and academic. You can listen to music um, that's local to the place you're going to. You can watch movies and engage with their pop culture as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we do through our programs at Newlands travel is we have mandatory training that all participants would go through before traveling overseas and they have required readings just so that they can start to challenge some of their perceptions and learn about a country before they go right Um, I encourage them to follow specific people from Ghana on Instagram it's literally to that point because there's so many things you can do and so many different ways of learning and then of course when we're on the ground um, so this is actually For me, one of my favorite parts of the program is we're joined by a guest speaker every night over dinner. And so we'll have a guest speaker one day share with us their thoughts about Black Lives Matter. And the next day, we'll have a guest speaker talk about um, agricultural issues in the country. And the next day, a feminist talk about women's issues. And yeah. so that, of course, the conversations that you have and people that you meet in country is some of the best ways to learn. Yeah. Um, but you can always do your own work.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so got to, I, I could just talk to you for hours, but I've got to wrap up now. So my, I guess sure. my last question, I'd really love to know, what's one of the greatest experiences that you've had when traveling? It could either be doing the, the work that you've been doing or just some kind of amazing experience that you've had uh, overseas. Oh, goodness. Only one? <laughs> I know you must have hundreds, but what's, like, what's the one that comes to the top of your mind right now?
1: Okay. So one that comes to mind is um, when I was in Ghana, I met a group of kids who are in a slum. So it's the largest slum in the country. Mm. And um, it's actually, they nickname the slum, unfortunately, Sodom and Gomorrah which if people understand the biblical reference of that, um, it's a very um, stigmatized community. And so I met a group of kids um, who live in this slum and they started up their own social justice and media club. And so they get together, they're self-organized and they get together um, by themselves on weekends, on Saturday mornings, and they'll discuss, you know, a different issue that's facing their community, a problem or, you know, generally what's happening in their community. And then they'll go off and um, do more research about it and write articles. Mm. And I loved spending time with them because honestly, I went to learn. Like these kids know so much at such a young age because they see a whole lot happening around them in the slum. Mm. Um, And also they're, they're, of course marginalized because of where they live and even in Ghana their sti- their community is stigmatized and so they're trying to change perceptions of you know how people view the slum that they're in and tell people well listen this is actually what's happening in my neighborhood this is really what it's like because people yeah. think that you know it's only a place where there's crime and drugs and prostitution and that sort of thing, mm. um, and they see a different side of it because they live there. And so I would just spend weekends with them, and it was one of my favorite things to do when I when I lived there. And so, um, actually, what we do with New Lens Travel is we donate our profits mm. to supporting the future storytellers of Ghana. So what I do is we're able to funnel this money back to this group of kids mm-hmm. um, and support their work so that they can continue this club and so that they can start the newspaper and the blog that they're working on so that they can share stories. And so that's why I like to say what we do with New Lens Travel is like highlight the phenomenal storytellers who are already mm-hmm. making a difference and trying to shape people's perceptions yeah. and also um, we 're supporting the next generation of those storytellers, right and so yeah. that 's like those kids yeah. um, and so i 'm so thankful that we 're able to support them and that 's one of my favorite things about traveling abroad is making these connections with people that yeah. um, I met four years ago and yeah. i 'm going, con- going to continue working with them for years. That's awesome. Cool. I'll I'll have to get you back on again
0: because there's so many more things we could talk about. Um, But Yeah, cool. So uh, where can people find you? Where can can they follow you on social media and how can they find out more about um, your program? And I'm also happy to add any links underneath the podcast for people as well.
1: Sure. So if people are looking for me, I'm on social media at Jackie Habib on uh, almost every platform there is. And for my company, New Lens Travel, it's www.NewLensTravel.com. And on social media again, Facebook, Instagram, you'll find us at Newlands Travel. Um, and so we typically run programs during the summer because that's when people are looking to go abroad. And so my next program is coming up this August in Ghana. And um, I do have spots available. So if anyone who's listening is really intrigued by what I'm saying and wants to come along, they're obviously um, welcome to come. And so you can just learn more and reach out to me on the site, newlandstravel.com. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you
0: so much. And, uh, I'll definitely be telling everyone about you and uh, I'm interested in doing something like this for myself as well. I travel a lot and, um, yes, I'm really excited to, to chat more for myself as well.
1: Awesome. I'm so looking forward to it. Thank you, Ellie. Oh, thanks.